It's Kirk and Callahan. Who had the worst day over the weekend? Hey, moron. Oh, Keith Falk is going to ground into double A. Hey, idiot. Lou just tired, starts. Come on. Hey, dumbass. Jen. Tom Brady's five and three. LeBron James is three and five. Is that the same? No. The one thing that I, I cannot have on a show is mentally incompetent text messages. Oh, good point by a texter. With Kirk Minahan. All right, let's check out the uh, Celtics uh, walking off after losing. This is a true funeral game. Obviously very frustrated. <laughs> This isn't even a girl thing. This is just a, I've become a real fan of the Celtics thing. A little misty as, as the clock wore out. I saw tears in the eyes of some of the photographers. I was just so sad that the run was over, that it just felt sad. <laughs> and Jerry Callahan. You know me, you know, I'm, I'm the softest guy in this clubhouse. You are soft. That bothered me, I've been out of the game. You know, it's, I'm soft. Soft as baby poop. I'm soft, period. I feel bounty soft. It's, it's not a joke, I'm soft. It was a soft dump. I'm soft, you know, it's... It's cold, I can't pitch. You know, if my hand's tingling, I can't do my job. That's it. You are so, that's the whole point. On Sports Radio, WEEI. Hey, re-entry Tuesday here, Kirk Callahan. I have a thing now. worst weekend? I have a thing now. Remember I had that double pneumonia, whatever it was, that walked for like a month. Yeah. Battle through. I saw a thing every morning. Just about now, I just did it in the bathroom. Until I cough up this big ball of full of green phlegm. I can't even breathe in the morning. This morning, I finally Ooh, ripped some... it out. I don't know what's going on. I feel fine after that. Is allergy left over Yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's it bad. Freaking allergies suck right now. Oh, I my hate... son, eyes watering like crazy all weekend. Terrible. Everyone's got a bad. Want to talk about allergies for a little bit? No, I'm just, I'm just making talk. a point. That's oh, all. you just brought it up, allergy guy. Let's go. You did. I said I have a big thing of phlegm every day, and you said the allergies. Actually, you brought it up first. That's my totally accurate. That's my fault, yeah. That was almost late because Dottie told me downstairs that she's thinking of moving from New Hampshire to Maine in the summer because it's getting too crowded in New Hampshire. We were talking about New Hampshire for a little bit. Who better to talk to than the New Hampshire-Maine move? <clears throat> well, I love New Hampshire. You know that. I so love we, New We Hampshire. talked about that for a while, but Maine is better than New Hampshire. Uh, it is. It is. There's more vacationers there, though. It gets too crowded in your neck of the woods. There's a reason why. New Hampshire, uh, there's fewer vacations. Where do you go on vacation? Uh, the week after 4th of July. Yeah, where do you go? Go to Maine. Correct. So you don't go to New Hampshire. So you're out too. Okay, but I, I, I have gone to New Hampshire in the past. Well, oh, that's incredible. But I guess. It's like the first time, it's the first time we ever worked together. Now what's wrong with him today? Chemistry-wise, you're off. What's where, wrong with you? What are the options for living, though, New Hampshire, Maine? Don't worry about it. What's, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Nothing's wrong with me. A little off. A little off. What's oh, up? Here we go. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Low-hanging mutt. So, no, uh, just asking. Good. No, it's fine. There's, I'm nothing, there's nothing off. Happy you're here. It's just you seem like you're. That's, I'm happy to leave connect today. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? You like, I'm, I'm fine either way. I'm just saying, if you, like, you're like everybody else. If you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. Pat uh, Schumer. What was that? Pat Schumer. Pat uh, Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Schumer. Pat Schumer. Pat Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Same thing. Chuck Schumer. Uh, I know you want to get to. You're also Price. doing this thing where you're fixing your shirt again. Same thing again. And those like six times today. What is that about? I don't know what to tell you, man. No, what is that? I think what you're, is... you're becoming a little obsessed with little things. I think this is maybe a you problem. No, more what, about you and now I'm less asking, about me. A lot of that. This what's going on? I don't. Issue. I'm not. I'm not denying that. But We're what, gonna what a ban- banana in here with a bag. I'm gonna bring that in my Reader's Digest. Pat what? Oswald. What are you talking? Roy about? Oswald. What are you talking about? You're. 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 I, I don't know. What am I doing here? This? You do that a lot lately. More than usual. It's like you're getting like a tick. It's a nervous thing. Yeah. What is that? I don't think I've done it more than once today. You've done it more than once today. I definitely have you not. You know me. I know that. You've done it more no, than once I've done today. it once, and you've, you're now pretending I've done it more than that, which is fine. No, that's you did it the first time because I thought, oh, that's weird. You're just doing it again. I've never noticed you doing that before the other day, and now you're doing it again. 
I've not noticed myself doing it at all. Well, I think it's because you're you probably a body or something. What There's nothing. I'm sitting. There's two of us in the studio. Who am I showing my body off to right now? I don't know. I'm. I'm not sure what's going on. It's a lot of suction. Yeah, there is. A, I mean, that's not a tight shirt. Like, you're, you're, what shirt is that? Did I say that I like Kyle to lose? He's kind of a dick. What shirt that is that? Back. Just a t-shirt. It's a green t-shirt. What's wrong? With this? What so is now it? Something wrong exactly. with the shirt? I'm just I have no what idea. It it's a. It's a, it's a don't be that guy. What is it? Jesus it's, Christ, it's, Mom. What's the shirt? I know you have a lot of shirts. What's the, what's it's what's literally it? an old navy t-shirt that this means nothing probably. Why do you have it? <laughs> Are you like a military guy now? <laughs> what is that? What? Hey guys, it's what does military have to do with a green t-shirt? What is wrong? Oh, you're looking for a reason just to eat your stupid Correct. breakfast. Correct. Go ahead. You're such an a-hole. I, I'll do this before we get to David Price. I want to close the loop on uh, Mabelie Lugo, who went to authorities and I'm told guessing we didn't hear a lot about this in the broadcast. On, on, on I didn't think we got this. Oh, okay. Assistant, Har- Assistant Harris Con- uh, County DA <laughs> Catherine Evans told jurors that Mabelie Lugo signed a sworn statement that her husband grabbed her by the hair and forced her head into the vehicle at Minute Maid Park and told the same story to nine individuals involved in the case. To be clear, I'm not laughing Mabley at the story. Mabelie Lugo, I'm, I know you're not. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm moving on. Mabelie Lugo testified Tuesday. Let's save that, though, okay? She, she exaggerated the account that her husband wasn't trying to harm her. Uh, Evans, who's the uh, the DA, told jurors in closing arguments Wednesday, this is not uncommon for victims of domestic violence to change their stories. Oh, we Quote, know that by now. She was not happy to be here. She's protective of her husband. She's anxious. She's nervous. I don't blame her. How sad is it to hear a woman say over and over, I hit myself with the truck. I provoked him. It was my fault. Well, here's the creep, uh, you know, uh, guy, Lugo's lawyer. Uh, Tarico, I guess it is. Is that what you think that's right? Tarico. It's not Tarico, but it's an R. It's like a Tarico with an R. See what I'm talking about? Oh, I can't. Chris Tarico. No? Tarico's right. Yeah, yes. Tarico. Said Lugo never slammed his wife's head against a vehicle and that she ended up with a bump on her forehead when she hit her head in the couple's SUV as she pulled away from her husband. So so that's the story we're supposed to believe? Okay, great. I guess the Red Sox. She had a sworn that. affidavit saying that didn't happen. She told nine people involved in the story it didn't happen. And as the DA said... She first learned that Lugo's wife's story changed when she arrived in court Tuesday. Quote, she had never, ever said it didn't happen until yesterday. I felt that he committed the crime. I still believe that. That was the of course, he, of course he did. We, the history is really Julio Lugo, these. MVP of the uh, Red Sox big alumni game on a Sunday. Friggin' unbelievable. It's like Jennifer Martell's story. I'll, you see this five million times with these wives. Do this because I, I feel horrible for them. They're scared because their pu- husband's going to punch them in the face again. God knows. that's the first. You think that's the first time that's that happened? That's why you can't use the, the wife's... Uh, her own testimony after the fact as the evidence here in this case. Oh, it's a bad look. Not just in this case, but it happens of course not. all the time. All the and time. whatever. I mean, I, guess, I know you guys don't really care about the alumni game. I just think it's so inconsistent. The Red Sox are the biggest finger-waggers in the world. Then they're happy to parade Julio Lugo around. It just shows you know they can be real frauds sometimes. That's all. Speaking of which, so David Price pitched five innings yesterday. Good for him. Gutsy effort. Warrior. Uh, two runs, got whatever. He hit, and then they checked on him, and he was okay. And then after the game... And this is why, you know, Price will never win with people, ever. I think McAdams said that he's got rabbit ears. He has the ultimate rabbit ears, where, you know, he's still upset about this thing. The fans made fun of him because of his minor carpal tunnel syndrome. Probably pissed at the Red Sox, too, because they made him look bad in the whole instance, right? Yeah, Cora did, yeah. Cora made him look real bad. And Dombrowski, too, to some extent. So uh, after the game, Price met with the media and, and talked about his uh, his his. Well, what inning was it that he got hurt? He, no, he didn't ever get hurt. He got well, hit by a line by, drive by a in pitch, the first right, inning. He got ball, out right. of the inning. The next inning, he walked back to back guys. So Cora went out to check on him, thinking he might be hurt. Well, he was also kind of playing with his hand. Yeah, he was shaking point, his hand right. a little bit. Go ahead. You know me. You know I'm, I'm the softest guy in this clubhouse. If that bothered me, I'd been out of the game. You know it's. I'm soft. I'm soft. You know it's. 
if it's cold, I can't pitch. You know, if my hand's tingling, I can't do my job. That's, that's it. So obviously he's being sarcastic. And here's the deal with Price. Every is, Red Sox you can't, fan. You can't, like, this is what you said. You, you're the one who said that when it's cold, you have trouble pitching. You're the one who talked about how your hand's always cold. You're the one who talked about how you struggle in, in cold weather situations. You know, you're the guy who went back and got checked out. It was minor carpal tunnel syndrome. That's life. And like missed a Yankee start. You're not tough. That's, that's, some athletes are tough. Some aren't. You happen to be a pampered, entitled guy who's had his ass kissed his whole life. And by the way, some guys do that and they're still tough. He happens not to be tough. That's all. Just just live with it. Deal with it. That's well, the reality. Guy in this you are. You absolutely are probably the softest guy in that clubhouse. Somebody has to win that. That's you. And nobody cares that you pitch well on Memorial Day. Nobody cares. You have two runs in five innings. Fantastic. Swell. Nobody cares. You can pitch well in September. You can pitch well in August, July. Until you do it in October, fans here are going to hate you. And when you act like that, fans aren't going to like you. They don't like you. You don't like them. I have relationships like that as well. That's the way life works. Right now, that's the way it's going to be, David Price. That's your life here. You can win your next 15 starts. No one's going to care. You can't be the guy who talks about how cold your hands are and then gets sent back for minor, car- minor carpal tunnel syndrome and they get upset. <laughs> that's that, 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 not how it works. That's not you know, how it works. My hand's tingling. I can't do my job. So the hand tingled, of course, against the Yankees at the beginning of the year when he got lit up in the first inning. Hand tingled. He didn't come back. Then the second time he missed the game for carpal tunnel, he missed <gasps> another Yankee start. I would just ask David Price, and I guess Drellick is defending him today with the, the headline, you know, what, what is he supposed to say? What is he supposed to do? Um, if it wasn't the Yankees, do people believe he would have missed these starts? I don't. I think it's a Yankee thing. I think it's a pressure thing. And it might not just be physically soft. There's a mentally soft part to David Price as well, which he has had in his uh, baseball acumen for years now. When it comes to big playoff games, big spots, he is at his worst. He points to playoff wins. Those were coming out of the bullpen, not his start. So there is a track record of the player being mentally soft. He's now ac- he's soft. acumen wrong there. I don't know. Okay. Uh, then he's now physically soft on top of that. What are you supposed to say as a Red Sox fan? Andrelic's right, by the way. Like, I appreciate when Price does this because at least he's being who he is. Like This is who he is. When he's faking it, you know he's faking it. Like When he fakes being nice, like everyone knows he's faking it. So he's just being himself. Good. Well, remember, he wanted Drell- everybody. Andrelic is right. Like You should. You're a dink. Embrace the fact that you're a sensitive dink who takes everything personally, the biggest rabbit ears of all time. Like Andrelic's right. Do you want him to lie? No. But he, but I think he wants to pretend. I mean, he, no, he, he wants he, it both he ways. Has, he has he wants fans to like for, him no matter what. For example... Uh, that ride-along he did with, uh, who's the Globe photographer? I'm forgetting his name. Stan Grossfeld. But the Stan Grossfeld ride-along in spring training, where it started out as something where you thought, okay, he's going to show Stan Gro- He's bringing coffee to the guys at spring training. Great. And then it ends up, he rips the media later on the story. What I'm saying. Because he, they didn't cover his charity What I'm saying enough. that is that he's, okay, so that, but now he's telling the truth. So, Drellick's right. Let's applaud But him. he doesn't want people to... Uh, I'm, I'm just cleaning out. my hands. Sorry. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, but but like Petrolic's right. Like he's now saying, okay, this is this is the real David Price. This is the price behind the scenes. This is the price who blocks people on Twitter. This is the price who gets upset. Barry's he's Eckersley. Barry's Eckersley. Great. Right. <clears throat> he's a baby. He's a spoiled, entitled brat who's been has ass kissed his whole. But he life doesn't want to be called on. That's the point. Well, too bad. I mean, well, when you act like this, like when he acts like That's this, it, yeah. when he acts like this, does he expect that fans are going to rally around him, or is he just giving like we hate him, he hates us, we're done? He does not. He needs to be liked. I think that was a, a, a character trait that he had before he came here, right? We heard that about David Price. He's a guy who needs to be liked. He's one of these popular guys in baseball. Wants the teammates to like and likes the wants the fans to like. This him. isn't just a media. And so he's bothered that they they have not gotten back on the David Price bandwagon this year. And there's a certain amount of fan base who will say, "Oh, the media." No, everybody hates Price. Like, no, don't pretend, don't pretend. Nobody pretends they don't hate this guy. Everyone hates this guy now. It's. 
And, and the thing is, it's never been as bad for him as it was for like John Lackey. I always say that he was in uh, the pitchers in town who got buried. He got it worse than Price ever did, and Price acts like he's some sort of martyr. Oh, definitely in Boston. Oh. Well, first of all, fans much care more. Fans cared more about the Red Sox back then, even back then. It meant more. Yeah. Yes, and now, oh, no doubt, no doubt, Josh Beckett. After after the chicken and beer, all that stuff. John hated him. Adrian, even players. Lackey's first year when he got hurt, even oh, players. I think Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez got it just as bad. That was the thing last year. Price sucked last year, was hurt, and wasn't really that criticized. It's more this stuff. When you see this, you think, all right, oh, well, it's definitely more we know that. what he is. Yeah. This is just what he, I mean, play it again. Listen to this. And, like, you know, keep in mind, he got paid, in essence, a million dollars to pitch five innings yesterday. Basically, a million bucks yep. to, 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 to do this. And then this is his attitude after the game. I'm soft. You know, it's, it's cold. I can't pitch. You know, if my hand's tingling, I can't do my job. You know, that's, that's it. Okay, Oof. that's what you that's said. That's one. what you said. That's what you said to what's his face, the guy we had on. We should have on today. What's his name? Who's the guy we had on? Jerry's guy. Oh, Shailen? oh, Chris Mason. Chris Mason. All oh, right, right. He's he's. It's what he of told Chris. So he told Chris Mason. He basically said, "Yeah, I have circulation problems. My hands and feet are always cold. Shake my hand." It's, it's like so. He said that he also couldn't pitch a bullpen session because of allergies. Right. I mean, I don't know what I don't know <laughs> what like the allergy. Like I don't know what man. price. That's ex- soft. Like I don't know what price expects fans. Expects fans to think of him at this point. He wants them to uh, applaud him when he pitches well and ignore the other stuff. But you know what they, you know what they do when the he pitches Yankees. well? They applaud him. I mean, in the playoffs last year, he pitched well. They applauded him. So you think that's me- media or fans he's responding to when he says, I'm soft? I think he's saying that yesterday. I think it's media. See, I think it's fans. I think he's but no he, fan is really hearing from well, the fans. Twitter too. or something? Uh, and on, I think he's listening to Sports Talk Radio. He, well, I, mean, I think he hears fans calling in and being critical of him because look at the numbers. He knows he's pitching better, maybe not as well as he was last year, but he's starting to get back to the guy he's he pitching was better last year. Season last yes. year. Uh, and so he's wondering why the fans haven't responded the way he thinks they should because the way he's pitching. Yeah, but doesn't that's but, it's got to be it. What Price be. doesn't understand is he can pitch. He, does, he can not give up a run between now and October, and fans aren't going to buy it. They're going to wait for him to be great in October. It doesn't matter. He doesn't think that's fair. Well, okay. He would tell it's, you if he sat down. Chris Mason sat down from it's the probably not, It's probably not fair, but he hasn't. He'd say but, it's not fair. This is on him. This is his fault. Uh, it, it's, I, I agree with you. But he, he is the most unlikable athlete I've ever seen in the city. Ever. He ever. has a mild case of carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Line them all up. You know, whatever, whoever you want. J.D. Drew and Gonzalez and whoever. I'm sure I'm forgetting. I know I'm forgetting guys. And, you know. Adelis Thomas was unlikable. I guess, but did he come in with like David Price? Like, you know, what did Dalis Thomas ever really say? Just the Jetsons thing. Yeah, other, getting other practice. Than that, he was a high paid free what agent who flamed out. Nothing yeah. really. No, I mean, the football players are just tougher. I mean, you know, it's, it wasn't a big deal. He only played well in the Super Bowl. Price would Price wouldn't play well in this freaking Super Bowl. See, even I mean, Lackey was on that list by the end. People wanted him here. I'm trying to think of who else. By the way, Lackey, recently Lackey, like, is like on that Price list. missed a start because of minor car, carpal tunnel syndrome. Lackey pitched. He needed surgery after the year. The entire year. He didn't say a word. I think Price, if he's pitching like that, wouldn't tell you after every no start. He'd, tell, he'd leak it out or he'd Lackey make sure he'd tell you Lackey how much, he's, much he has a unique elbow. Much better than Price. Much tougher. Much tough. Physically but not only a better pitch. You know what I mean? Much better case than Price. If you're trying to defend somebody. Who, J.D. Drew? Who cares? Phil Kessel? What did J.D. Drew ever say? He said nothing. But Phil, Phil Kessel was a kid. I mean, like, you know, you're, yeah, I mean, Sagan, he was a kid. Like, Adrian Gonzalez was sort of unlikable because he complained about, you know, definitely unlikable. Sunday night baseball and the schedule. He would be God's on that plan, list. definitely yeah, unlikable. God. <laughs> in God's but not plan. to the level of price, no way. Did Adrian Gonzalez bitch out Dennis Eckersley? Uh, he's not an athlete, but Bobby Valentine was right at the top of that list. Yep, Bobby Valentine is Red there Sox as well. people. Is that's what I'm saying. Rick Red Patino. Sox. Patino, yep, that's Patino for sure. And that's sort of the list, but I would put price at number one. Number one. 
I just nothing. There's no redeeming quality about him as a human being when you hear him talk. Nothing. No. Because he always compl- he's complaining. And he's so about, needy. He he's needs... complaining about the coverage, or he's complaining about something that goes. Am I on wrong? With... Call him unless I'm forgetting somebody. If you like him, I wouldn't mind hearing from somebody who likes David Price. I don't even like names from the past. I want somebody who likes David Price. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Honestly, if you like David Price, or if you think it's a media creation, I'd be I'd be curious to hear because. You know, I don't look at it from that prism at all. I look at it and I talk to people in Price. And no, I don't. Talk, I've never talked to anybody who's like, you know what? I like David Price. Whoa, 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 whoa! You, you, you got the expert here. This is Red Sox Review. These Good are my point. people. Go ahead. You when take they, these calls when yeah. they call in. These are not people. Nobody wants to defend David Price, except for I will say this: a small percentage of fans who are the I only care about what he does on the field guy, and those are small percentage of fans. Okay, well, how about a, when you a don't large pitch, majority when you don't pitch against the Yankees? That's on the field. Yes, when you miss a bullpen and can't pitch against the Yankees, allergies? allergies because that's on the field. <laughs> the I mean, fingers in Texas when it was a warm day that day. I'm with that. Will be like, on the field. I'm with him. If Price was a baby, started 35 times, you know, went 18 and six with a 270 ERA and pitched well in the playoffs. Who cares? I mean, but you know, between the video games and the hand and how cold my hand is and Eckersley and the stuff with Pete Abe and the stuff with Stan Grossfeld and just the you know the stuff on Twitter in the past. There's nothing likable about him. See, nothing. What he would have to do is nothing. go out and have like 15 of those starts like the other day. Five innings, two runs. Five, 15 five good innings, starts. two runs, that awesome a start, and, by and, the way? Uh, no, I'm not, I, I agree with you. But do that and then not say what he said after the game. He can't help himself. That's the problem. He'll never go two months without saying something where people will look at and say, what the hell is he talking about? Why is he making it about himself? Just go pitch. That's what people want. They want Chris Sale. Chris Sale goes out there. He pitches. If he's bad, he says he sucked. If he's good, he says nothing. And he makes the next start. I'm born and in 1985, and so that's, uh, that's the video games generation. Price can't do that. David Price cannot help himself, so he'll never get back to the point where even if he was pitching well, you're right, that fans will just sort of shrug it off and say, yeah, I just care about David Price the pitcher. He can't I'm telling you, the most unlikable athlete in my lifetime in Boston. The piling on of price has been excessive. And the Globe, for some reason, rushed to well, I know why. They've rushed to defend him. And, you know, I can't believe, you know, it just tells you a lot about the, the Red Sox people. They sat there and had that dinner with him in, in Nashville. I'm like, oh, he's a great guy. They get fooled by these people because they're, they're players. What about Shaughnessy usually sniffs out the, the, the bull, I'm sure bull crap got, I'm sure Shaughnessy got the, the He's defended from, Price more than anybody I bet has, you got the word as from, from the Globe, from uh, from Henry and Pizzuti. Like, you know what, we'll lay off on this guy and Sam. That's my guess. He said, okay, no problem. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me. I will take a call or two here on Price before we uh, go to headlines with Chris Curtis. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? Mike. Go ahead. Hey, I'm, dude, I don't, I don't know. I've been saying it for a while. I don't know why everyone gives Price all the crap, man. I think he's a dog on the mound. You said, oh, it says Price fan here, no? Dog in a good yeah, way? I'm fan. confused. I think, he's a, I think he's a dog on the mound. I think he goes out and I think he works. I grew up when the dog so was not dog, good. Yeah, dog is a bad thing. Dog, but I, I see what you're saying. No, you no, like no, Price. No, 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 no. That's okay, well, how about, how about okay, so so you think he works hard in the mound. Okay, how about bagging out of the Yankees games with these minor car, minor carpal tunnel syndrome injuries? That seems strange to you? I mean, well, you got you guys are going back and forth on it where we're saying, do we care about what he does in October? Or if he gets doesn't let up a run for the next 15 starts, people aren't going to care. Well, and people so, won't know, pe- because he won't be, but Mike, because he, he won't be able to help himself. The Yankees start if he pitches Yankees in October and pitches like he can pitch and is pitching now. I'm cool with that. Well, you're right. Yeah, uh, you're you're right about that. But but the, but the problem is it's away. never happened with him. That's that's the issue, and that's why fans aren't buying it. They don't. Fans do not care if David Price pitches well in May. They don't, or July, or August. They don't. They don't. They've seen it. They don't care. They're not buying him. They've rejected him, and that's just, and Red Sox. Like I said, Red Sox ownership always says, "Why are we painted as unlikable?" Stuff like this. 
This is why you're unlikable. And this is why this these last uh, this last day or so with Price, I still think there's a good chance he opts out at the end of the year. People think I'm nuts. Jerry thinks I'm crazy. He makes $30 million right now. Let's say for uh, St. Louis, nice, quiet place, best fans in baseball. They offer him $20, $22 million a year. Isn't he a lot happier there? In what for, for $10 million less a year? He's not going. Ten, on. No one's going for $10 million less 10, a year with life of eight, $10 million a year. $40 million. For, if he's only going to pitch a couple more years anyway? So it's thirty million no bucks, chance. but no he's chance. happy. No chance. And then deal with uh, this stuff. He can do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, and the fans won't say boo. They'll like David Price. No chance. In St. Louis, none. All right. Headlines with Chris Curtis is next. The Price puppets out there. Whoa. Kirk and Callahan's headlines, sometimes pulled from the beautiful mind of producer Chris Curtis. I can set the dialogue for the city. The man who, before his massive weight loss, brought the world great moments like these. Well, how much Robert? Like free hot bread from Pawtucket? I saw Animal House. Great flick. Rob Phil. You honestly think that I would not have it if I had it? Ringo Starr. Yep. And Phil McCartney. I'm John McCartney. But this is now Lean and Mean, new and improved Curtis. Whose fault is it? I will blame... uh, Brame who? Brame who? Are you a member of the LGTB? I wonder what test is like, what's the eighth month of the year? Yeah, just basic, you know, what's the fourth month of the year? I just said the eighth month here. (laughs) (laughs) Lacks functional strength to beat... Functional strength to beat the gym. Uh Raw route runner, runner. What? Go out and ship, uh, sail. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, what? I'm going to guess 8614 Beaumont. Very close, Kirk. 8714 Beaumont. Oh, 8714. 8713. <laughs> it's time for Curtis, Kirk, and Callahan's headlines. <clears throat> All right, headlines brought to you by Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Presti, the hair leaders in New England. One. 800 get here headlines of course is hosted by chris curtis good morning guys morning big day yesterday for the president of the united states he had a celebratory memorial day tweet i thought this was a great tweet (laughs) happy memorial day those who died for our great country would be very happy and proud at how well our country is doing best economy in decades lowest unemployment numbers for blacks and hispanics ever rebuilding our military and much more nice yes i think if you Talk to some of you died, sure. and I don't know, the uh, War of 1812, they'd say that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. Occasionally, he tweets something out where you're reminded he's definitely still doing his own tweeting. Do you say occasionally? Was I would say pretty often he does. Yesterday was pretty often he does. Well, this morning, he was back at it, going after the 13 angry Democrats. Back at it. And yeah, then he, he, is, he, is, he is fired up this morning. And then about five minutes ago, he said, sorry, I've got to start focusing my energy on North Korea nuclear, bad trade deals, VA choice, the economy, rebuilding the military, and so much more. Not the rigged Russia witch hunt that should be investigating Clinton, Russia, FBI, Justice, Obama, Comey, Lynch, etc. Slash and a backslash for everyone just to get them all in there. Go so he's the back president. at it. And the uh, according to a poll that just came out, he is doing much better on internal polling than he was at this time before the election in 2016. He is beating uh, Senator uh, Sanders and Senator Warren in head-to-head matchups. The best contenders from the Democrat Party are... Uh, Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. Okay. <laughs> he's definitely winning again. He's going to win I, again. I, you know, first of all, it's hard to beat an incumbent anyway. It almost never happens. Historically, it very rarely happens. Last incumbent to lose was who? Bush? Bush uh, 41. Yeah, he lost to Clinton. I mean, it almost never. I'm, I don't know how many times it's happened in history. Not a lot. I didn't think he was going to run again, but at this point, why wouldn't he? He's gonna run There's again. no competition. He's, he's an ego, this guy. I thought, like be, I thought it was going to become too much for him, the the constant bashing from the media. The, he like loves it. decided he loves his it. age, he I'm not going to do it again. He and loves it. Do it. At this point, there's no reason why he wouldn't. 
Well, it's a good day to have some Cumberland Farms. They're open like always. Starbucks, though, is closed. 8,000 stores nationwide today for anti-bias training. Yeah. Well, I think it's important, certainly, if you're, you know, not racist at all, or if, you know, if you're a black kid or whatever, or, you know, a white person with not a racist bone in their body to go and sit through sensitivity training all day. It's a total waste of time if you don't need it. If you need it, and I've been to about 50 of them, it's fine. If you don't need it, it's strange. And if you're somebody who's, you know, part of your day is to go to Starbucks and spend $7 on some drink, you're sitting there saying you're closed today. They're all going to be closed today, right? 8,000 stores. Which Until means- what time? They open up this afternoon, afternoon, I believe, yeah. Okay, well, I all you know, if you look, if you usually go there and spend $6 for your thing, go to Cumberland Farms, spend $0.99, cents, it'll be better anyway. Better price, you make it yourself, you have to have some guy, you know, lecturing you. Can you imagine? Oh, my God, the sensitivity training is ridiculous. Except when we went, it was really helpful. Well, their hope is that these learning sessions will, and discussions will make a difference with, within and beyond our stores. Starbucks is a company built on nurturing the human spirit. Okay, great, awesome. Just make coffee, shut up. Well, Kirk, despite you and Harry going this weekend, it was a bad first weekend for Solo. Oh, Ooh. Solo took a bath and a half, man. Jeez. $84 million, which is well below what they had expected for the Memorial Day weekend. I guess it's some Star Wars fatigue. I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't talk to Rich yet. Did Keith like it? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out today, right? Uh, is he in today? Review? Yeah. It's, uh, no, okay. uh, it was supposed to be Kyle Draper, but he's not there. You still upset still, still morning yeah, after still the loss? Can't come in. Huh. Any How review was it? on it? Did you like it? I liked it. It was good. Yeah, no, it was good. For, it was a good little movie. I actually enjoyed it. It was. I went with no expectation. Totally fine. <clears throat> uh, we had a good time. Excellent. Uh, solid. Solid B, B plus. But, you know, forgettable. It will not make it, you know. Made what, $85 million, you said? $85 million, yep. Which is a bomb in Star Wars world. Maybe so Harry's million. a little bit older, but okay for a five-year-old to go? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. And uh, just one note from the box office: Chappaquiddick brought in a big uh, sixty thousand this weekend. Their total gross was seventeen million. It's gonna be a big hit. Unbelievable how little that brought in. Seventeen million is actually not bad for that movie. Not bad. That didn't cost them anything to make it. No, right? no, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's not terrible. Where did you guys go for your honeymoons? <sighs> Saint Lucia. Ooh, very nice. Well, sandals, baby. Our favorite couple, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, are heading to the most boring place on earth: the Fairmont Jasper Lodge in Alberta, Canada. For their honeymoon. That's the most boring place on earth? According to TMZ, that's what it's... Aren't they like... Aren't they, isn't he like a, a, a prince in Canada, too? It's like the same thing, isn't it? No, they, they, they're they in charge of Canada. Who? The British. That's what I just said. So he's like a prince in Canada, too. Oh, I thought you said, is there a separate prince in no, Canada? No, no, he's like, the, he's like a prince there as well. Oh, yeah, right? yeah that's yeah. their, so, that's so their so land. Go there and get his ass kissed and whatever there as well, right? That'll be the case. And uh, I have to highly recommend Crown on Netflix. It's pretty good. I'm about halfway through okay. the first season. Well, I have a penis, so I don't think I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Mutt, were you flying anywhere this Jesus, weekend? Jesus, the crown. Give me a second. So do you, you watch the crown yourself? This yeah? week? Not, by, my, not okay. by myself. Okay, if your wife got run over by a bus, would you be watching the crown? No, but I've, I've okay. been forced to work, watch far worse shows. Well, why? what's good about it? Let me hear your crown review. 30 seconds, go. The backroom dealings of the, of the royal family and how just vindictive and um, petty they all were and how they sort of came to be as this sort of they all live in this idyllic world that doesn't really exist and that they have all these fights inside. I don't know. I found it interesting. It wasn't yeah. very uh, one-sided. I thought it was to get to work sold. on that, would you please? Sold. Thanks. I mean, sporty. Right? <laughs> I start watching. Get tweet up right now. Halfway through there, I had no oh, idea where I was going. Geez. Bachelorette started last night. How was it? Uh, I did not watch a second of it, thankfully. Oh. Why not? I don't watch that from The Crown. I, the Crown sounds good. Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, you mean the, the king and the queen make deals, backroom deals? I didn't know that. He and, just sold me. I was and, good And they're power now. hungry? I didn't, who, who knew? <laughs> it's about the queen now, right? The old lady? She's younger? Queen Elizabeth. And a yes. dopey husband? Yes. What's his name? Ken? What the hell is it? Al or something? What's his name? Philip. Philip. <laughs> they make these dumb deals? Like what? 
Well, so the coronation, right? So they right. Uh, they had to delay the coronation because Winston Churchill was able to hold on to power as long as he was That's planning Sean the coronation. Lithgow, correct? Yes. Yes. And the king abdicated before... Uh, this the, is Stutterer. Yes. Yes. Before giving power to Queen Elizabeth's mother. He wants to go. It's where he's going to sit for the event. Do you have any idea what he's talking about? I'd like to... <laughs> I was thinking about my weekend. Lesson, I wouldn't even listen to words. <laughs> Seriously, he was, I, he, I swear to God, when he was talking. I was, I was like playing, like I was doing the Springsteen song like in my head. I was like kind of running. When he a said song John Lithgow, I went to that show he did, Third Rock from the Sun, about Third Rock from the Sun, and right. that's the time I saw him. Yeah. Yes, can you connect John Lithgow to Kevin Bacon in the Kevin Bacon game? Oh, this is really, really, really easy. You connect him in no steps. John Lithgow was in. He was in the movie the, with Kevin Bacon. He was in The Crown. Okay. Oh, okay. He's actually in a movie with Kevin Bacon, but that's okay. <laughs> I can't do it. He plays a preacher in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Nope, still can't do it. Okay, I'll give you another hint. Yep. In the town, yep. there's no dancing allowed. Footloose. There you go. There you go. I don't think yes. I've seen it. Oh, jeez. How do you not know that, though? I don't. I've not. If I've seen Footloose, it was so long ago. Like when you, I didn't. When you said John Lithgow's a preacher, I didn't know it was that movie until yeah. you said dancing in a town. Reverend Shaw, no dancing no. in that town. Did not see that. Go ahead. A drunk man caused a ruckus on an American Airlines drunk flight. Drunk man gave a horrendous recap of the crime <laughs> episode because his brain still went. Oh, three that's years why you asked if I flew this weekend, Curtis. Yes. You dick. Okay, got it. So that's the Curtis. He set you up and then yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta ask here. you, Steve. <laughs> no, you don't. Good. What drunk- conversation that was. You know what? I'm going to pass on that story. It wasn't very okay, good. Okay, good. Robert Kraft helped save a man at a Kevin Hart show this past weekend. Oh, Jesus. Did you see this? No. Oh, what? Robert Kraft was at a screening of a Kevin Hart performance in New Jersey this weekend when a man collapsed or fainted. He had a seizure and was frothing at the mouth. Kraft helped him up and summoned security who took him out on a stretcher. Jesus. So, a, scre- a screening of a, was it a Kevin Hart movie or a Kevin Hart? A performance at the Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, the guy New was Jersey. a lucky one. Imagine having to sit through this Kevin. Is, is, this is, commercial, is, is, is this Mountain Dew commercial uh, they play right. over and over and over again. He's going with the wrestling announcer, Gene Okerlund. Oh, Mean Gene, yeah, he's back is there in anything life. funny about no, is Kevin I don't Hart get, ever I don't been get funny? Kevin Hart. I don't get him. I get a lot of I energy. I'll I, give him that. But uh, he's not, I don't know. Am I old? Kyle, is Kevin Hart funny? People love him at uh, at a uh, school, but I'm not a huge fan. Not a huge I, fan of Kevin Hart. I don't get it. I missed the boat on Kevin Hart. Yeah, so I mean, He's I know a I'm a funny old. short guy who plays in these celebrity. Who's funnier, movies. Kevin Hart or Andrew Dice Clay? It's even close. What's 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 a good dice punchline though? You can't, you can't really say one anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Kevin Hart be- made thirty two point five. No, no, he's uh, a great. He's, he's listen. He's figured it out. He's 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 smart guy. Obviously, he seems like a no. I don't know. Oh, he's a bad. I don't know. Is he a good guy or not? I don't even know. Well, he got in trouble at the Super Bowl being a dink trying to get on the field. Oh, that's sure right. Did, yeah. That's right. Jeez. I'm still ready to talk about that game yet. Anything else? That's headlines, guys. All right. That's headlines brought to you by Dr. Rob. What was good with the crown stuff? It's excellent. How many episodes in are you? Five episodes into the first season. How many seasons are there? Just two. So is it just the, the lady gets old, the queen gets older and older? Well, she's right now. She just took over the throne. Well, I so understand. She's in the life of the show, I'm saying, does like, does it end with her being old like now? Well, yeah. That's the sad thing is that this woman who's so great at depicting Claire the Foy. Yes. Yes. Um, is going to be uh, replaced in season three because the queen is now much older, so she's not going to be able to continue. George to Diaz. Her. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a really good show. Enjoy it. Marty Smith. <laughs> but uh, so you hate these bad accents, though, right? You hate these bad. Well, they're British. You dumb. British acts, but. Not everybody. John Lithgow's no, not British. But Claire Foy, I imagine, is British. She's British. Are there yes. bad accents in this, or can you deal with it? 
I could. Uh, John Lithgow was Winston Churchill. I think he does a pretty good job. He's a good actor. He, the Dexter guy is the worst accent I've ever heard in my I mean, life. He's ripping him. So passionate. About it's that. terrible. Have you seen that yet? No, no. It's no, a great no. show. It's awesome. I don't watch. So who done it? <laughs> then at the end, it's somebody you never expected. It's unbelievable. The doctor. And Dexter's literally like, he, he's, I watched the first episode. He's like, hey, what's going on there, Lo? Like, why, what are you doing? Like, it's the worst thing you ever heard in your life. I was actually at a Cumberland Farms. We were parking there when you guys did that discussion on the air last time this came up. And a thousand percent right. The worst, the worst is Martin Sheen in uh, Departed. Departed. Well, it's he, just well, Remember Martin Sheen when he was younger. Terrible. How do you remember? When Martin Sheen was younger, he played Kennedy in the movie. So he, I think he thinks like our TV show, a TV movie, and he thinks he has to talk like Kennedy like that and, and I don't oh, know a so single bad. person it's so bad. in my life I've lived here my whole life essentially uh just like Trenny and I don't know a single person who talks like that no I don't. your honor case number one who is guilty for the Red Sox slow start <laughs> that's relic yeah but I don't know anybody do you know anybody's like yeah we go over there and we go to the car and we pack it up that, no, that. it sounds like a bad Kennedy bad. it's like the Simpsons yes. mayor mayor Quimby that's what it is and nobody talks like that we have no uh, let's Marty? trade Al Horford <laughs> and let's trade uh, Jalen Brown and Sacramento pick next year and nobody and nobody Kawhi talks Leonard. like that nobody talks like that no one that's an old it's not true no one talks like that it's so bad the Dexter accent is horrendous in is it show. worse than Martin. What's different? I mean, Boston accents. I, like I said when I did it, you throw Boston accents out. They even count. No, they're all terrible. Yes, do, but they're no, all no, terrible. there have been some okay ones. Like who? Um, you're, you're from Massachusetts your whole life, right? Yes. So am I. Chris, you are as well, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Ne- none of us have that accent. None of us. Nobody. None of us. You're probably right. But she, it just. Think of people out. you know. Jerry doesn't really have an accent like that. Uh, does Glenn? No. Lou, I don't no. Know. Dica- DiCaprio wasn't terrible. His accent wasn't terrible on that. Had a little bit of one. It's all right, but it was it a little was a, forced. But it, was, but it wasn't as, as like Matt Damon's Even accent. Even Wahlberg's is too much in that. Matt Damon's accent in Goodwill Hunting is not great. No, that's not, it is not good. I'm not defending that. Robert Williams is not good. That movie does not hold up well. I'm sorry, Chris. It does not hold up well. Great flick. Years later. It does not. Yes, it does. I just finished a whole, that whole Robert Williams biography that just came out. Yes. Not the whole, the whole the biography that just came out. I just finished the book. And you know, I realized, like, I like the first half of Good Morning Vietnam. I came to this realization. I don't like anything else Robin Williams has ever done, really. Nothing. I hated Awakenings. I hated Patch Adams. Goodwill Hunting is overrated. Uh, what do I like? Flubber? Goodwill Hunting's not overrated. Mork and Mindy? Now I need to see. There's, there's got to be. I think Robin Williams is the most. He's like, I think he's the most overrated. This is Doubtfire. That's a good one. That's a great movie. It's psychotic if you think about it. Like, Robin Williams, I think, is the most overrated performer of my life. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm right about this. Anyway, that's headlines brought to you by Dr. Robert Leonard, Dr. Matthew Presti. One eight hundred. Get here, Oberon. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. The Latin term for that sentiment is carpe diem. Now, who knows what that means? Carpe diem. That seize the day. Very good, Mr. Meeks. Meeks. Another unusual name. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because he's in a hurry. No. Ding. Thanks for playing anyway. Because we are food for worms, lads. Ugh, preening, boring. Each and every one of us in this room. Modeling. It's Robin Williams, one of the one that's boring. Like, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams' best He's performance in Insomnia. I forgot Insomnia, which is an awesome movie with Al Pacino. Great movie. Never saw it. But Dead Poets Society is a more movie. If you're a dummy, you like it. You're fooled by it. It's a, you it's just a, said two weeks ago you just came across and how good it was. No, nah, I didn't say that. You, you sure good did. Good luck finding it. You that. sure did. Nope. <laughs> Won't happen.
Good luck. Read the book. Read the book. Of course. Now I don't like him. I don't like him anymore. I mean, I feel bad for him. I feel bad he went through everything the last couple years of his life. Not pleasant. Popeye was good. But he he needed to be liked so bad. And Rob Williams was dramatic and serious. He had a little droopy, like, serious face. And it was bad. We had his issues away from... uh, On the on-screen, terrible. I like Jack. And Good Will Hunting, it's a perfect movie for you. Good Will Hunting sucks now. Good luck watching it now. I watched about 20 minutes a couple weeks ago. It sucks. It's still good. Holds. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, Last couple months, I probably... It's on TV. It's one of those things you don't turn off for. Yeah, I did. It doesn't hold up commercial. It doesn't hold up at all. It was written by children. It does not hold up at all. When Ben shows up there at the door... Matt Damon's not there. Yeah, the today's Off the day. Then he smiles and goes back to his car. Like, what does that mean? Why? It means his buddy his buddy moved out of the neighborhood, baby. Okay. Made it big. Made it big? He used his brain. Instead of staying local, say he stepped up. No, t- so he did. You know what? The movie sucks. It's terrible. It does not suck. Do you like apples? Well, I got a number. That's, I not, like them apples. Dead Poets Society is pretty good. I, I, I forgot about that one. It's pretty good. I'll give you Dead Poets Society, Insomnia. That's it. First half of Good Morning Vietnam. When when like it gets serious at the end and they blow up the bar and everything, you've probably never seen it. Right? There are monster stinkers. I haven't seen it in a while. I've seen it. I've never, seen it, it, it while. means you've never seen it. But it's he's got some movies that are unbelievably bad. Unbelievably bad. Hook. Terrible. <laughs> That's Spielberg. It's terrible. Uh, oh, he was in Death to Smoochie. Yeah. That was not terrible. That was okay. That was, that was actually was okay. Funny. It's a pretty angry movie. It was not bad. I like that. Oh, he did the Night at the Museum films. Oh, those are great. Depot I mean, uh, Mrs. Delphire is terrible. Didn't never liked it. How psychotic never Mrs. Delphire was. Uh, it's a little aggressive. I mean, like it's you know, like your kids are probably like, "What? These kids are screwed for the rest of their lives." Uh, I can't. Nope. There's nothing else here. That's what I'm saying. There's overrated. Nothing, a lot of cartoons. Overrated. A lot of cartoons. At the the Birdcage. Good flick. Oh, great. It's overrated. Right? Is he overrated? Yes or no? Uh, based on the way people were talking about him post death, yes. Yes. yes overrated. Yes. 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 So now, I'm I missed saying. him as a comedian. I missed the heyday of uh, Rob Williams, the comedian. So he was, was always, he, for me... Was he excellent stand-up? Well, I, I mean, he's considered one of the best ever, but for me, he was always too manic as a stand-up. Too much going on. Like, do we have any sound to him, any of his stand-up? We find it... It's too much. What did he do with it's, Jonathan Winters, that old comedian. That was his big. That was his big. Uh, that was his influence. That was his did hero. Something with him, yeah. He did more Mindy with him. He's on more Mindy. That's what it was. But he was his big. He was his hero, and that's. He, but Jonathan Winters was like kind of laid back. Rod Williams was always everything and like references and left and right. And always as a kid, I was always worn out. I did not like more Mindy as a kid. Did not. I was on Fifty Six. I, I did. I was a more Mindy fan. You were. Yes. I liked Pam Dauber, but I was not. I, so I read this book and. I guess I so you're out on Rob Williams now. I felt horrible for him because uh, he had such a brutal last couple of years of his life. Like I do not blame him at all for ending his own life. He was going through hell, and he made me, he was so screwed up mentally. He might not even know what he was doing at that point. He was so far past it. So he you know he's dealing with psych, psych, psychotic behavior and stuff. But there you go. What's the last book you read? I'm reading Tiger's book right now. Last book I read before that was Frederick Bachman. It was a novella, and the. The one about the hockey team? And it, no, that's an actual book. This was a novella he wrote about, uh, it's like 60 pages. It's called, And Every Morning, The Way Home Grows Longer. <laughs> it's, re- it's actually, it's really good. <laughs> I cried five, ten different times reading this book. It's about a, a son and his grandfather. He's losing him to uh, dementia. It's awesome, awesome. It's only 60 pages. It's a quick read. You will bawl your eyes out. Excellent book. It's a quick read, reading yes. about somebody... 60 pages. No, I, I'm not... It's I'm fast not doing it's it a beach read. Yeah. I'm not doing it justice. It's only 60 pages. Is it, is it, how long really, is it? Really, really good. How long is it? It's about 60 Is it about 60 pages? pages? Is it a novella? I'm, I want to get this right, because Bachman's good. Bachman, I think, is my favorite contemporary author now. I have one. I'm excited you, you about You couldn't this. name four of them. I mean, the favorite contemporary author. Better than Craig Carton? Ooh, definitely better than Craig <laughs> I mean, Carton, yes. Different, different who, genre. Who held the title of Mutt's favorite contemporary author before Bachman took it? <sighs> 
It's a very good question. Probably what Laura, a hardo thing to say. Right, Laura Hillenbrand. I'm like Laura Hillenbrand before that. She's a non, but she's a nonfiction no, writer. Yeah. But still, it's still contemporary, I know, right? But author, you're thinking like author. Like okay, this is when we get writer. into the hardo Kirkman and section. Oh, like, God forbid. You give a you little just said bit your of credit. favorite contemporary author. That's a hardo. I don't have. I never had one. People would ask me like Jerry's like, what do you read? Who do you like? Yeah. Now I'm telling you, Frederick Bachman. I'm reading the entire catalog, the entire Bachman, and in Bear Town. That book I read. Which one that comes out in like a month? Oh, no, comes out in a week. Which one I read about the grumpy old guy whose wife called up. Yes, well, his wife Excellent. was obviously dead Excellent. the whole time. Which Matt sucked, Uve. Sonia. Uve. Which was terrible. Yes, it was very good. Here it, it didn't suck. Uh, and every morning, the way home gets longer yes, and longer. Yes, a novella. yes, yes. Did you read the deal? A deal of the deal of a lifetime. Did you read that yet? No, I've not read that. No. Did you read Us Against You, the sequel to Bear Town. That comes out June sixth. June sixth. I pre-ordered okay. it. Actually, I put myself on the list of the Chelmsford li- Library. To Did you read borrow. My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry? Uh, have it at home, if not started it. Britt Marie was hair here, uh, rather? And, and that's on the list as well. But I'm right now onto the Tiger Woods book you let me borrow. Who's your Jared second favorite contemporary author? I told you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Frederick Bachman? Uh, he's in his 40s. 36. Is he that young? Yeah, he's that young. Wow. 36. Very good. And they're making a man called Uve is being made to an American Tom Hanks, Tom yes. Hanks, which is not good. I good. saw the the Swedish version of it. It's not good. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's terrible. I did not like it. Book was a lot better. The book was terrible. But I urge people to read. You will like this book. <clears throat> Jerry Jerry's already looking for that book I su- suggested before to get. The book which you I'm now sexted? forgetting. You, you suggested to, to get before. What's that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> Jesus? Can you even read? <laughs> Who's you and Mark James should do a show together. <laughs> Who's my guy? Jerry's there. Like, you didn't read that book. What book? Oh, why am I forgetting? Oh, the, the Holocaust guy? Yeah, I'm forgetting it now. Eli Wiesel? No. The guy who was in Auschwitz? <laughs> now I'm forgetting it. That's terrible. What's a, you don't remember that? No, re- you've been reading a lot lately. It's a, it's it's a renaissance. Your brain is exploding. You can tell you've been reading we're, a lot. We're trying to become more well rounded here. Do By some reading other Frederick Bachman books? Yes, Bachman's very, very good. In Which six- he has had in his uh, baseball acumen. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's fair. People suggesting the last uh, book I read was Curious George. I'm not sure why they'd bring <laughs> well, that doc- up. But you're a Dr. Seuss fan, though. All the places you'll go. <clears throat> so that's great. great so you're reading that. Okay, so you're reading that. Right now, uh, I'm working my way through Tiger. I'm probably uh, 150 in. That's a long book. It's lengthy. It's good. It's though. good. No, it's great. It's good. The child awesome stuff book. is good. The beginning, his old the, the, uh, stuff. I did not know. It's a very good book. They did a great job with it. All right, hour three coming up. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. What's that? That's talking books. That's much. talking books. There you go. Uh, get back to the Celtics. Get back to Price. Get back to Julio Lugo. Uh, Mark James. Trenny. A lot to get to in hour three. Rich.